Hello and welcome to the Date Night Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Russell, and with me is my co-host, Ashley Russell. Hey, hey, hey. This is a show where each week, Ashley and I, we talk about a new movie that's playing in theaters, and then we break it down, whether we thought it was good or bad, and whether or not it would make for a good date movie. On this episode, we're talking about Toy Story 4. This is the latest film in the Toy Story series, which began back in 1995. The IMDb plot summary reads, When a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. This movie has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it opened this past weekend to about $120 million with an A cinema score. Now, I mean, those are strong numbers yeah. for just about any film. Yeah. The projections, but not Toy Story. <laughs> it, it, well, it's worth saying that for this movie, the projections were higher. Most of the projections, and, and this came from Disney. And, you know, studios always, they undersell it. They're kind of modest with their projections because they wanted to surpass it. And then it looks great. It looks like a hit. Yeah. So modestly, they were predicting 140. Yeesh. This. <laughs> This came in at 120. It's not a flop. It's not a flop. No, no. one's saying this is a flop. But, it's... but it is saying that if a movie like Toy Story can't bring people to theaters, what movie can? Well, yeah. And I, I think the quote unquote disappointment with this opening, it's not even necessarily like specific to Toy Story. Yep. I think there's kind of just like an across the board resistance to what Hollywood is serving up <laughs> this summer. You're just, we're seeing a lot of movies disappoint. And I think the easy explanation is like, too many sequels, we need more originality. But there hasn't been a single original film this summer yeah. that's broken through. Yeah. And I mean, they're coming to theaters with good reviews, you know, good buzz. Um, people are just aren't showing up. So, so something's going on. Well, I mean, I, I think... What do you think? <laughs> and we don't normally talk politics on the show. But I, I think, and I, I think I was telling you this earlier... With with Hollywood getting so involved in the political spectrum and the political world, it's alienating 50% of the population. And that goes both ways. I mean, you do yeah. have a figure like Tim Allen in this yep. who's been outspoken. You know, That's su- true. Supporting Trump. I think yep. that pisses a lot of people off. There's, yeah, there's, people can come up with any number of reasons not to go to the movies. A, the movies have gotten too expensive to go see. Right. Uh, uh, B, I think... People feel like Hollywood is out of touch with regular society and the fact that the movies are not about regular people. And it's not like a story that people can get behind. What, Toy Story? No, I'm just just saying in general. general. Except Marvel. I mean, Marvel brings everybody. Well, right. That's that's the one exception. Marvel and kind of superhero movies in general, they typically overperform. That's the one one genre that you can count on to overperform. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get sequel after sequel after sequel after sequel until we don't want to go see it anymore. It's just like a vicious circle. Like yeah. We keep complaining about like staleness, lack of new ideas, but those are the only things making money, the tried and true. <laughs> But Hollywood doesn't listen to new ideas. Hollywood is the hardest door to open. Hollywood listens to the money. I mean, they, they follow the money and whatever's making money, they're going to make more of. That, I mean, they're yeah, a business. Who, who makes the ideas? You got the writers and all that. They, writers. Yeah, writers. Well, the, the writers filmmakers. are, are – it's very hard to break into this industry. So sure. when you're talking about all of these media, these movies, TV shows, all of these things, you have the same writers – 
that don't i mean the same voices they, they may be great writers but they're the same voices i think in most cases you have studio executives who think they are writers <laughs> and that's how a lot of these screenplays get patched together before we talk about toy story 4 let's just let's talk about the series in general uh you know i mean it's almost a quarter century old at this point yeah. it started in 95 uh you've seen all the previous ones i have are yeah. you a, are you a fan I'm a fan. I, I just, I guess I just, the, these stories don't really speak to me, like How to Train Your Dragon or, you know, Monsters, Inc. or, you know, The Incredibles. Those speak to me more than Toy Story did. Interesting. And, and not to say that I feel like it's bad because it's not a bad movie. None of these movies are bad. Like, they're they're phenomenal. It's probably the most highly regarded yeah. animation series the, go, it, going on. It's phenomenal. And, you know, I love Tim Allen. Tim Allen's my jam. So is Tom Hanks. Yeah. You know, they've been doing this for a while. I mean... Quarter century. <laughs> great characters. The very first Pixar movie, the very yeah. first feature film that was entirely computer animated. Yeah. So, bro I mean, broke some ground. Did Toy Story 3 make you cry? Were you crying at the end? Like, um, no. Like some people? <laughs> Not me. I don't cry. It may be better for boys. It's possible. Than, than girls. I know they were trying to get the, the younger girl and, you know, all the toys for the young girl in this one and, and maybe change up the demographic a little. Well, in this one, their, the first, their new kid is a girl. Yeah, I think yeah. the first three movies were all geared towards Andy and his toys. And for me as a girl, like I, I played with a whole bunch of Barbies. Right. Some some Polly Pockets. I played with Polly Pockets, yeah, which we see in this in this new one. There's things that I just don't relate to. I mean, I, I was never obsessed with toys as a kid. I got you. You you prefer you prefer I Monsters prefer Inc. To, yeah. And How to Train Your Dragon. I do. Incredibles. I mean, Up was good. You prefer Up to Toy Story. Yeah. That's um, that's fair. In general, you're a fan of Pixar, though. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm not saying that Toy Story's bad. No. I'm just saying that there are other storylines that just affect me more. Speak to you, yeah, more more directly. What, what's the the movie um, with the different ang anger? Inside Out. Inside Out spoke to me. That was a great one. That was a great I one. Mean, Ratatouille. As, Ratatouille. As, Ratatouille. Great. Right. It speaks to me. I don't know what it is about Toy Story that just I don't get it. I'm not that I don't get it, but <laughs> it doesn't hit you in the feels. It doesn't hit me in the feel good spot. Yeah. And not even number three. When like Andy, he's given over his toys to Bonnie. You weren't like <clears throat> choking it back. No, because I was never that. I was never that emotionally connected to my toys. I always cut my my Barbie's hairs off. Like, but it's a metaphor for saying goodbye to your childhood. childhood. Yeah, that didn't that didn't hit you. I, I don't think I know. I mean, good on you for not crying at the end of that movie because I definitely was. You know, I I, remember I was I, crying inside out though. Like I'm sure. bawling. Pixar's good at it. I mean, let's just say that in general. And up, oh my god. Pixar, they know how to ring the tears. They're they're good at it. yeah. Up is a great one. At the end of Toy Story 3, Andy's toys, they were given off to his neighbor, Bonnie, a yeah. little girl. And then this movie starts with the toys having kind of adjusted to life with the new kid. And on Bonnie's first day at kindergarten, she creates Forky. Yeah. Who is a plastic spork with pipe cleaners for a face and popsicle sticks for feet. That's Forky. That's Forky. He's I want him as a Funko Pop. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. 
He's he's voiced by Tony Hale, and uh, once she writes her name on Forky, uh, Forky becomes a toy. Yeah, that kind of makes him like a sentient being. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, so a big part of this movie is about Forky coming to terms with being a toy. He Initially, he just thinks he's trash. He wants to throw himself yeah. in the trash can. So a big part of this is you know him coming to terms with uh, who he is now. He's a toy. He belongs to Bonnie. Another part of the movie involves Woody's reunion with Bo Peep, who we see in an opening prologue, how she got separated from the group. Uh, she's voiced by Annie Potts. And so then another section of the movie uh, kind of involves the two of them trying to get, trying to rescue Forky. Yeah. And return back to Buzz and the rest of the toys. Yeah. And all this kind of takes place around a carnival. It's random. (laughs) I'll tell you. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then along the way, we meet some new characters like Gabby Gabby. Yeah. And Duke Kaboom, voiced by Keanu Reeves. So there's there's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> um, so with, with that said, what, what what did you think overall? I thought it was a good movie. It was really sweet how you know the toys were so concerned about Bonnie going into end of kindergarten. She was very alone. She was crying. She wasn't. She's not allowed to take her toys. But Woody snuck into her bed, her right. bag. He's like a guardian angel, kind of. And makes it happen for her. And she ends up building Sporky out of the stuff that... <laughs> Sporky? <laughs> Forky. Forky. Sorry. Who is a spork. Yeah. I can call it Sporky. I like Sporky, though. No, that's good. Right. You just you thought it was sweet. It, did you think it was, it was funny? It wrapped up. I mean, there were some parts that were funny. Some parts that were sad. Sure. I mean, that's what Pixar does. They juggle comedy and but pathos it, it very well. But it didn't make me cry. I, I didn't necessarily... I thought it was maybe a little too serious. Too serious? Okay. What Like, what aspects were too serious? Like, I guess I feel like Woody the whole time just was not... I mean, there was, there was nothing, like, fun about what he was doing. Like, there's like very just, serious. Like, he's just very serious and very, like... I need to take care of Bonnie and da 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 da. Um, yeah. and, and you know, I, I get it, but at least the other the other movies, he was having fun with his other toys. This one just was too serious for me. You raise a good point. I wasn't entirely sure why Woody was so dedicated to Forky and keeping Forky safe to make Bonnie happy, because none of the other toys seemed that dedicated. No, they didn't. I don't think you see Woody that dedicated to Andy. No, you don't. So that's a bit of a, a character change that's unexplained. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I can't explain that. <laughs> it just, I mean, that's his motivation. He's motivated to just keep Bonnie happy, which entails keeping Forky safe. Yeah. That's his motivation. I mean, I yeah, he's. I guess he's pretty serious. He's not clowning around. Yeah. There is other comedic relief. This movie's like but, I mean, stuffed with comedic relief. But, but I feel like Buzz didn't get good. You They've know, been kind of shafting him for the last couple films. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, like he really. Yeah, he's like a supporting player. He kind of was. And I, I'm a I'm a bigger Tim Allen fan than I am Tom Hanks fan, and that's, so I that's mean, a crazy thing to say. Because I grew up watching Home Improvement, like I there there's nostalgia. I mean, you watch Forrest Gump, Green Mile, Apollo Apollo Thirteen. Not when I was nine. <laughs> I mean, like... I hear you. No, I hear you. Yeah, no, you, you liked Home Improvement. I... Oh, my God. In the 90s, you know, Tom Hanks could do no wrong. I, 
both of them. Both of them. Both of them were, were crushing no wrong. Yeah. yeah. They were. But one, I mean, I have good memories watching with my family, yeah. you know, around the dinner table, you know, Forrest Gump. I probably didn't watch until later on in life when it was already out on video. So <laughs> you like your Tim Allen? He, I mean, he, he's great as Buzz. Like, here. <laughs> well, no, and I feel like they didn't use him. And I mean, I get they're bringing you know new characters in play, and it was like a storyline kind of all around Woody. This one is, yeah. It's all around Woody, and <laughs> seem like you say that like you're pissed. <laughs> well, no, but like all the other, you like the other I, characters I, I better. Like, I like Slinky. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm a big fan yeah. of the the other characters, and I feel like they didn't utilize them the way that I would have liked them to. I mean, Buzz for sure is a supporting character, and they bring in a whole bunch of uh, extra players. They I mean, do. You've got Tons. you've got Key and Peele as like Bunny and Ducky. I mean, they were funny. They're I great. oh my god, I they, liked most of the additions. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they were funny. Gabby Gabby was sad. Christina Hendricks, she voices Gabby Gabby. She's kind of the antagonist, but yeah, uh, yeah a, an empathetic one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought they did a good job there. And yeah, you got Keanu Reeves as Duke Kaboom. <laughs> Duke Kaboom was fun. You just you got to put Keanu in, in everything. I nowadays. mean, That's... I feel that <laughs> you know it's amazing. Like he's, he's always, having a big comeback. He's for always sure. had a good. I mean, he's gonna play Ted. Coming back, is, yeah. yeah, with Bill and Ted for sure. Oh, he's gonna. I he's mean, having a moment. I don't know why it's just now. I mean, he's done amazing things. I, I mean, part of it is John Wick. Uh, I, part of it is, like we've talked about, I think, like, the good guy uh, aura yeah. around him. Yeah, that's true. There's, and I think people just, like, like that. And he just, uh, I think people are kind of clicking into, like, how awesome his resume is. I mean, he's got a number of amazing films yeah. on there. And I, he's he's a likable guy, yeah. I think. It's all kind of working in his favor. Uh, but, yeah, he's in this. And, yeah, just a whole a whole lot of new characters, um, what I didn't like about this and, you know, in all Pixar, and we were talking about this too, in all Pixar movies, there was always a little short film. There was not a short film in front of this. And, and it's usually like Oscar nominated short sure. films that go in front of these things. <laughs> and I love it. I've Maybe that's one of the reasons why I love Monsters, Inc. so much is because they had the guy playing chess by himself. Is that Jerry? Yeah. Jer- Jerry's game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. I felt disappointed. We got like a 15, 20 minute dissertation on oh Pixar's God. corporate office. <laughs> that was painful. I, yeah, I took a, a bathroom break during that. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that was painful. It was, it was, it was uh, uh, Ali Mackey. She, she yeah. plays, yeah, she was doing a tour of Pixar. She plays the Polly Pocket. Giggle McDimples. Giggle McDimples. Can't forget it. I mean, <laughs> what the hell is with all these names? Giggle McDimples. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's another new character. Um, oh my god, kill me. They <laughs> they crank it up with the with the cute characters. Yeah. I do love the fact that Bo Peep is kind of like kick ass now. I saw someone online compare her to Charlize Theron's Furiosa. Just like this, like badass chick with like her vehicle, just like wandering, and a broken arm. That's that's right. Know. That's right. I mean, not not exactly the same, but they're both like badasses. Yeah. And Bo Peep is very independent. She's yeah. living life as a free toy. Yeah. She's she doesn't have a kid, and she's okay with it. Yeah, she's realized that it, you know having a kid. 
It's not it, all that. Well, it was heartbreak. She kept getting thrown away when the kids grow, grew the, out the of her. The kid always outgrows you. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but I thought what they did with her character and where she was in this film was pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. And then... Random. <laughs> well, she wasn't even in, I didn't even notice, but she wasn't in Toy Story 3. Uh-uh. And this movie explains why. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And yeah, that's a major part of the film. And I guess without, you know, spoilers, you know, that's a major, a major arc with Woody. Yeah. As far as. Because Woody loves him some Bo Peep. <laughs> yeah. Woody has some soul searching to do as far as like where his future lies. Um, and I thought all that, the way that was handled was, was pretty satisfying. But you're right. I mean, it's, it's serious. <laughs> There's... It really is. It is a more serious film. Yeah. It's, than what I was expecting. That's kind of how, I guess, how the Toy Stories have been, except for the first one. The first one's kind of light. And the first one was the best one. Why don't we stick to that formula? I don't get it. I would, I would argue number three is the best, but one, kind of right under it, one is amazing. Overall, I'll say ever since they announced a Toy Story 4, I mean, I've kind of had some apprehension because I really felt like Toy Story 3 had a great ending. Andy giving away his toys. That was kind of like a perfect ending. And I think a lot of people felt that way. But yeah, this this movie didn't necessarily have to happen. It, I, I agree. And I don't think anyone was really asking for this. And maybe that was part of the reason why, you know, the box office was a little disappointing. I guess my, to my great relief, this movie didn't feel like a cash grab. Even though from the outset, it seemed like it definitely could have been. And that was like my fear. The movie itself doesn't play like a cash grab. It plays like everyone is committed the craftsmanship is at a very yeah. high level. And, you know, oh, I, well, I will say the the details. The animation. The animation. Blew, I mean, this was it's amazing. Mind-blowing. We saw it in Dolby. We saw it in a Dolby cinema. And, you know, I don't like to use hyperbole, but it's one of the best looking animated features I've seen. I'll agree with you on that. I mean, like dazzling. Like, yeah. Just all throughout. Like, it's, it's stunning how photo real certain scenes and certain moments look. When they first created these characters it was a different era you know they didn't didn't have the tools they didn't have the tools to add all the detail that they can now so but i will say the first movie holds up still absolutely yeah we watched it just a a few weeks ago and absolutely technology 20 years ago absolutely it does the animation is still good i mean it's dated but the animation is still really good the characters are expressive and the story holds up and it's it's like under 90 minutes you can't beat it (laughs) this one's a little longer uh, but yeah, overall, I I really enjoyed it, I, and I was I was relieved that it's it's of a piece with the original films, and it feels like kind of a natural extension. You know, it might not be a movie we were asking for, yeah. But if you see it, it's time well spent with these characters, and it does it feels like a natural extension of the world and of the story. Do you feel like there will be a Toy Story five after how this ended? I think there's definitely directions it can go for number five. I think Pixar should, you know, based on like this opening weekend. Yeah. I don't think people are begging for it. No. <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. I think Pixar is good like doing those originals. Yeah. 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 Keep keep with those originals. Well, I mean, that's one of the things that they, they did premiere uh, original. I think uh, next year there's going to be two original Pixar movies. I hope they're great. I, I mean, always, I'm looking forward to that. I always I always have high hopes for a new Pixar movie, even if it's like a car sequel, because I know at the very least it's going to look amazing. Yeah. They, they don't really let you down. I mean, it's like the worst of their movies are just OK. Like they haven't made any dogs. Yeah. Most of their movies are awesome. That's true. 
yeah, before we go any further, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll get into spoilers for Toy Story 4. Sounds good. All right, we're back and we're going to get into some spoilers for Toy Story 4. And, you know, the as we mentioned, the major antagonist is Gabby Gabby, voiced by Christina Hendricks. I'm Gabby Gabby. <laughs> I thought she did a good job. She did a great job. She has these henchmen that are uh, like ventri- oh my God, ventriloquist they, dummies. Like, freaked me out. Freaked me some out. Some creepy, yeah, some creepy stuff. This is all going down in like a consignment shop. Um, Antique store. Not a consignment shop. It's antiques. Aren't they the same thing? Well, antiques are like old, 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 old. <laughs> So they go into this consignment shop because they see Bo Peep's lamp? Yeah. Okay, and that's where they meet Gabby Gabby. Yeah. But Gabby Gabby turns out to have some issues. She has a broken voice box. Yes. And she wants Woody's. (laughs) Well, she feels like she'll get a kid if she wasn't defective. The grandmother owns the store, and, and the little girl comes in and plays with all the toys. And so Gabby Gabby wants this little girl to play with her. Woody gives up his voice box. In the end. In the end. and To get Forky back? Yeah. Okay. And so they take Forky hostage. <laughs> Woody comes back and they, they, you know, there's a bunch of shenanigans <laughs> in the, you know, antique store. Plenty this- of shenanigans. <laughs> the whole, whole movie shenanigans. And this is where you see what Keanu Reeves' character Duke Kaboom, he has to he has to perform like a jump. He has yeah. to like crash into something yeah. to get to get Forky. Yeah. This is all to get Forky. Yeah, yeah, this is all to get Forky. But his character comes in, you know, Bo Peep is kicking ass, taking names, um, with her little Bo Peep stick. I remember like Ducky and Bunny. Oh my the, god. There's a sequence where like they keep saying they keep suggesting this approach <laughs> that was, to get the key. That was probably the funniest. And the approach just involved them jumping on the woman's face and and terrorizing her. And scaring them (laughs) to death, really. Some big laughs. Some very big laughs there. Um, And they had different names for each scenario, but each scenario ended the same way. That was good. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good comedy. A lot of good comedy involving Forky in the beginning. Him trying to, like, kill himself in the trash trash can. can. Like, ooh, I'm trash. (laughs) I'm trash. That was great. And then Woody try, always trying to save him. So it's, it's Woody saving him. And, uh, you know, and then they go. Bonnie has a terrorizing week, her first week in kindergarten. And then they decide to go camping. And they decide to go to this carnival. Right. In a mobile home park. <laughs> which was weird. And then yeah. right next to the carnival is where this antique store was. Kind of a random time to make like a trip. When your kid's about to start kindergarten. Yeah. So it was just... <laughs> I'm like... Probably oh. best not, not to think about those things. I'm just thinking, I'm like, okay. You know, I'm just going to go with it. Yeah, um, I guess there has to be a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, is what it takes. But, I mean, I think Woody feels... I mean, he's not the premium toy anymore. So he feels neglected. He feels... Does the movie get into that? Well, he's, it always, almost... he's always in the closet. That's how it starts. Yeah. Right. It seemed like like once Forky enters the picture, like he's totally okay, like taking care of Forky. I mean, you're he, right. Most of the movie is him just being selfless, trying to make Bonnie happy through another toy. That's not even him. Yeah. I mean, and I he's not the favorite toy anymore. 
And I think he's come to terms with that. Cause I, he, I mean, he was Bonnie's favorite toy. I just, I'm trying to remember if there was a scene though where like he does come to terms. Like, gosh, Bonnie likes Forky more than me. I don't think we do get well, a scene like that. I do think, we? I think this whole reason why he keeps trying to save Forky is because you know Forky is it. Forky's the toy. Like he's stepping back. And does he think that like one day maybe Bonnie will prioritize him again? Yeah. You think so? Uh huh. So just like just keep keep showing up, and yeah. you know one day like I'll get the spotlight again. Yeah, big spoiler. We're in, we're in spoilers. Yeah, uh, at the end, Woody decides to become a lost toy and leave the pack because at the end I feel like he feels nobody would come after him if he was lost. Right. Like I mean, Bonnie was looking all over for Forky. But Bonnie's just not interested in Woody. Uh, I mean, some heavy themes for a cartoon, you know, like feelings of abandonment and identity. <laughs> well, all, and- all these movies deal with some heavy themes, yeah. I think. Yeah. I just thought it was a little too... Too heavy. Too heavy. Sure. I mean, there's just... There wasn't enough funny. I mean, you know, the ventriloquist dummies were... Oh, my God. Horrifying. Scary. <laughs> and Gabby Gabby... She's, yeah, I mean... Passive-aggressive? <laughs> but although I, I did think the resolution of Gabby Gabby's story... It was good. I mean, she ends up finding a kid who was lost and... The, the girl she had targeted just kind of wants nothing to do with her. Yeah, I so thought she that was joins a good, the crew. I thought that was a good reversal. Yeah. And that's right. She becomes, you know, part of the gang for a yeah. brief bit. But then they spot this abandoned girl. Yeah, a lost girl. Lost girl, not abandoned. She's in a carnival, can't find her parents. Yeah. And so Gabby Gabby just kind of sits. Well, the toys all like come up with a plan to get the right. girl to notice Gabby Gabby. I forget how they like get her attention. Nice through ball or something. Okay. Gabby Gabby, now she has a kid. And that was a sweet moment. That kind of like that choked was, me yeah, up a little bit. That was sweet. Yeah. Like, nothing nothing in this movie is as like emotionally gutting <laughs> as the end of Toy Story 3 when Andy gives his toys away. I appreciated that the movie wasn't as heavy as Toy Story 3. And the movie was a little more comedic, a little more light than Part 3. But you still felt it, it was a little too heavy. Yeah, I felt Part 3 was fine. Part 3, there's a scene where all the toys are in a, a trash, trash incinerator. I know. And they all, I mean, it, they all hold hands like they're about to die. <laughs> and it, the movie convinces you for at least a few moments that you're going to see all these toys burn. There's nothing like that in this movie. <laughs> no, that's true. So I will say that that's part true. three was pretty heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, this movie it's you know with, with like Duke Kaboom and Bunny and Ducky and Porky. There's a lot of comedic elements. Yeah. I agree. Woody's journey is very serious. Yeah, I mean as serious as it can be well, for it's a just Toy Story movie. It's you know it's like I, 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 mean, I, I like that. I like know. that there's a little emotional heft yeah. in a cartoon. I, I'm okay with that. All the good Pixar movies have a little bit of that, at least. Yeah. You said you loved Inside Out. I mean, Inside Out has a lot of emotional heft. But I guess maybe I, I relate to that. A female more. protagonist, maybe. With Woody, I thought it was pretty cool. You know, yes, he goes and he becomes a lost toy. However, they're in the carnival. And, you know, at the end, him and Bo Peep helping toys find owners and getting that happy ending is that what they were doing like the final scene okay yeah yeah i think you went to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) just like pissing all throughout this 
I think there, there's directions you can definitely take this uh, in if if they want to do a, a number five. And I would, I mean, I would be on board because it's Pixar. Yeah. But I'm not asking for it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm good with what we got. Yeah, I'm all I'm for satisfied. more original movies. Yeah, I'm satisfied with the ending of, of this movie being the ending of Toy Story. Just in general. In general. Just make it stop. <laughs> They've at least taken their time. With these movies. It's not like they've like crammed them out. I mean, we've got no. like six Transformers yeah. movies. In a year. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's it feels bad, like. <laughs> how, how would you rank them? Would you put this like towards the bottom, I guess? I would put this above number two. For me, it would be like. Yeah, number two wasn't that memorable for me. I mean, number two is great. They're all great. Number two is good. Uh, but it would be like three, one, four, and two. For See, me. I would do one, three, four, and then two. So four is in the same place. Yeah. Um, overall, a good movie. Yeah, it was and a if you're a, movie. if you're a Toy Story yeah. fan, it, it's not a cash grab. It's a worthy sequel. I, w- I would give it an A minus. I'm I'm with you, and I definitely w- feel like this is a date movie. I think yeah, the Woody the Woody, Woody and, Bo, and Peep. Bo Peep aspect, you know, for sure. Being in love, losing love. I guess uh, another chance at like the one who got away, yeah, sort of. And uh, I guess that's that's it. That's a wrap. That's Toy Story 4, directed by Josh Cooley. You can find more episodes at anchor.fm slash night, as well as on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're on Twitter at dnmoviepodcast, and you can also email us at datenightmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Patrick. And I'm Ashley. Thanks for listening. See ya.